Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We'll do it live! Do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! That's right, we're going to do it live, Michaela Gordon. We're going to do it all live. And then you're you're going to get on a plane and you're going to live... In New York City. Oh my God, I love New York City. For I'm so 48 excited. 48 hours. Yes. You excited about that? I'm so excited. I had so much fun with you last night at the ball, honey. Oh my God, honey. It's been a long week. The house of uh, Basquiat. Yes. Ugh, Deshaun Wesley was everything. Iconic. The show was so great. I'm you so were fantastic. You as Thank always. Thank you, my love. And any given week, last night would have been the highlight of your week. Yes. And it still could be. But maybe not, because you're going to do something really, really fantastic in New York City this weekend. You're performing, uh, opening for who again? We're opening for Diplo and Kygo. That's insane. I know. I feel like I'm like very excited. I also feel like... Um, <clears throat> tired? A little tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. There was a time not too long ago when you and I were on the verge of tears daily, because all of our other gigs just went away. Oh, right? yeah. And you and I were just like, love working here. Right, but these hours are hard. Yes, a morning show five days a week, four hours a day is hard. It's a little bit easier when you have a fun little like side gig happening every now and then that makes you, oh yeah you know, feel like you're doing something different as opposed to sort of the, the the same thing every single day. We're not creatures of habit. No, we're not. We're entertainers. Yes, and and this show is actually more fun. When we have other things going on. Totally. And so right now we're booked and I was supposed to go to New York with you this weekend, but I'm going to be hosting coverage for the Emmys for Hulu on Sunday, which I'm super, super excited about. Iconic. And uh, all of these opportunities kind of came to us in the last few weeks. And so hopefully that'll continue. We love uh, it. I'll be there in spirit. I wish I could see you in person, but I'm sure I'll see it on social media. Of course. Uh, right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Well, there's a lot going on. Wilson Cruz took to Twitter to voice his frustration with the homophobic Star Trek fan that harassed him during a recent appearance. Cruz, who plays the gay doctor Hugh Colbert on Star Trek Discovery, shared his experience on Twitter. He said, I wonder if this was the moment on stage when I heard a fan on Star Trek Day refer to me with a homophobic slur, uh, which captioned an image of himself smiling on stage. He said, still smiling, though, you'll never kill my joy. Uh, The tweet sent Shrek fans rushing to defend Cruz and slam event organizers for not doing more to curb the hate. Cruz then returned to Twitter to defend the event and calm his fans. He said, listen, y'all, I really don't blame the event. I only heard it, couldn't point them out, so chose to ignore it. I don't blame the event at all. That day wasn't about them and it wasn't about me. It was about Star Trek, its legacy, its ideals, its visionary creator. 
Uh, Star Trek Discovery has won wide praise for including the first explicit LGBTQ characters in the history of the long-running franchise. Listen, Star Trek has been ahead of the game for decades. Oh yeah, they had the first like interracial kiss on camera, like oh, back in the '60s or something ridiculous. Yeah, they've been they've been doing this for a minute, so uh, that's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, a former showrunner for the Marvel live action series New Warriors has made public statements accusing Marvel Studios of canceling the show before it premiered for being too gay. Uh, Gizmodo reports that Kevin Beagle, known for creating the campy cult series Cougar Town, took to Twitter uh, to air his uh, anger before promptly deleting the tweets. The website, however, managed to capture some of the tweets, which offer an inside look at the tensions behind the scenes. He said, a singular power that be killed that show because it was too gay, a rich, straight Brentwood turd. He got fired for being vile at his company. We, on the other hand, live. He then went ahead, deleted it, and uh, we're just waiting on more news to come out as to why it was canceled. A big Brentwood turd. That's what I'm going to call everybody now that I'm like, you're a big Brentwood turd. So good. It's going to be a high of 106 in La Quinta today, 102 in Cathedral City, 77 in Chicago, 68 in Seattle, 86 in Miami, 102 in Palm Springs, 100 in Vegas, and 73 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. This one's for you specifically this weekend as you head to New York to perform and open for uh, Diplo and Kygo because you're a star. Are you ready for it? Ready. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Who said that? Honey, I can't do rain. I have a spray tan. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Fine, Dolly. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Dolly, I'll do it. But I did just dye my hair black. Baby. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. Four Seasons Nursery. Yeah. It's a hot tourist attraction. Next to the porn shop. Yep, that yeah. one. And then also the stoop of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Oh, Two of the biggest attractions, yeah. I'm sure. Obviously. You're going to have so much fun. I'm really excited. What's this song? New York. <laughs> New York. Come on, Frankie. Take us out. Start spreading the news. Come on, let's stay together. A little Al Green for you. Early in the morning, why not? I love this song. It's just... I'm singing this at your wedding. Ooh, but that's weird because then you'd be singing I'm so in love with you. Well, I am in love with you as a brother. Oh, that's weird. This is not where I thought this segment was well, going to go. Sound, you know what? Actually, I'm going to retake that back because it did sound a little incestual, but I Listen, do. You're a little bit of a hopeless romantic, and I love that about you. I am. It's working out. You're six years into a relationship. I just celebrated my nine-year anniversary planning a wedding. Well, Annie Wright, 21-year-old, is uh, at a different stage in her dating life. She and Michael Head, 23 years old, young couple, um, they have decided that in order for their new relationship to work out, that they would draw up a contract, a written agreement. Okay? Okay. Uh, We've seen this play out in reality television. Uh, Nene Leakes and Cynthia Bailey once had a contract, a friendship contract on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Cynthia, later on, uh, burned it in her kitchen sink. And they had a big falling out. Oh my God, that's right! (laughs) Iconic. Not all contracts are completely binding. However... Annie did everything she could in her power to make sure this contract with her new boyfriend that she met on Tinder was ironclad. It's actually 17 pages. Sounds right to me. I'll let Annie, 
uh, describe some of the uh, the the deal breakers and the must haves in a contract for a successful relationship. All right, go. We met on Tinder, the infamous like hookup app. I'm not gonna read it all because like cringe, but there's objectives: honesty, communication, awareness of partner's needs, clarity, and I don't know. Does that say alignment of your intentions? You drafted up boundaries, saying no, prying. You know, these are my boundaries. Further down there, it says Emma comes before anyone and anything in my life, my dog. So, no, I'm no relationship therapist or anything, but I feel like this has helped us avoid issues that I see other people dealing with all the time. Like, people are like, my boyfriend doesn't buy me flowers. You're like, how am I supposed to hint to him? I want something. I literally wrote in a contract, ideally, I would like to see a romantic gesture once every two weeks to a month, and I will return the favor. Okay, well, that's fair. She, she'll return the favor. I'm so here for this. At first, I was like, this sounds like controlling and weird. But now it just sounds like communication is all out there. It's all laid out very easily so that there's no way of being confused as to who you're dating or what the desires, wants, and needs are, which limits uh, opportunity for fighting. I, Listen, I like boundaries. I'll say this. Besides the fact that my ears are currently bleeding because I can't stand how 21-year-olds talk, and that's just me being old and curmudgeon I'm actually sort of on board with this as well. Yeah. Like, it's one thing. Yeah, sure, she's getting some likes and some views and some followers on TikTok because of it. That's cute, whatever. But that's every single person in that generation. Yes. To be fair. I think that a contract, now 17 pages is a bit much. I mean. But I think writing out sort of expectations or having a full conversation about them early on is sort of iconic, right? You remember uh, Ross and Rachel- Throughout the seasons of Friends. I never Friends. watched Friends. Okay, so Ross and Rachel, they were on a break. But that break wasn't really understood to be the same thing by Ross and Rachel. Ross went on and slept with somebody else. Oh, he says, but we were God. on a break. And Rachel's like, that's what you think a break means. By putting this down into words and clarifying Amen. what you expect from somebody, who knew that she wanted an, a, a, a romantic gesture every two weeks? But she acknowledged it. She said, how is he supposed to read my mind? Yeah. So I said, I want I want it, but not only do I want it, I will also give it back. Can you relate to this? Because I feel like 99.9% of every single argument my partner I've ever had yes. in nine years is because of a breakdown in communication. I, a misunderstanding. It's, it's every fight. You're expressing yourself one way. They're expressing yourself one way. And my partner often says to me, I think we're saying the same thing. I re- I'm like, no, we're not. You're not hearing me. He's like, I think you're not hearing me, and I think we're maybe not hearing each other. I think we're saying the same thing right now. I can tell you how many times me and Lisa have gotten into a fight where I said, well, why didn't you bring me flowers? And she's like, honey, I didn't know. Like, you could have just said. And then your response is, you but you should know. know. You love me. You've been with me long enough. You know that I love these and things. And she's like, I do, and, and I just also don't. Yeah, my partner tells me all the time genuinely aj i will do anything for you i will walk to the ends of the earth i will if you ask for the moon i'll find a way to get it for you and he genuinely will we gotta but ask he's him. like you gotta ask me and for him he likes lists he likes things to be written Lisa down loves lists and i feel like like this is a very generic statement but i feel like men love lists generally you know what I mean? If you if you talk about straight relationships, traditionally straight relationships, usually it's the woman writing the list for the man. He does like the chores on the weekend. He cleans the garage. He mows the lawn. The honeydew list. But I think, it, yeah, the honeydew list. But I think that it's not just a male thing. Some people just communicate that way. You say your partner does. Listen, I started going to therapy and the communication has been so incredible between Lisa and I. And it's gotten us to a place where if we're not syncing up, 
we're able to go, hey, wait, this feels weird. Like, what happened here? And it's just been so beneficial because it is. The only time you get into fights is when expectations aren't met, Mm -hmm. but the expectations aren't met because they weren't set to begin with. One of my good friends, he used to be a pastor of mine. His name is Hank Fortner. He now works with uh, the Jonas Brothers. He toured with uh, Demi Lovato for a while. He's a motivational speaker and an incredible guy. I heard him give a talk a few years ago in a, in, a, in a backyard, a small gathering of some like friends, whatever, and he was giving a, giving a talk, kind of like a TED talk, right? And he said that the problem most relationships have is that they are working from a place of what are my needs as opposed to what what does your partner want. And if you don't know what your partner wants, you're not going to get what you want. Amen. By giving them, if it's the right person for you, by fulfilling their needs, they're going to then naturally feel free and accepted and loved and appreciated to fulfill yours back. A thousand percent. And that's how you actually, it sounds counterproductive to somebody who might not understand how love works, but that's exactly how you get what you want. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, coming up, is humanity doomed? The youth certainly thinks so, and we'll talk about it coming up next. It's the end of the world. I remember a younger AJ who used to hear the song and just think, (laughs) that's funny. Life's never going to end. I'm invincible. (laughs) I'm not that guy anymore. And apparently I'm not alone. Because a major study of 10,000 young people across 10 different countries has just revealed something quite startling, but actually not all that shocking if you've been paying attention. 56% of young people think humanity is doomed. I, I can't the number, say I don't <laughs> agree. I hear you. I thought the number might be actually a little bit higher. Um, but this is quite a large study, and and one of the major reasons that these young people feel like things are doomed uh, is because they feel like their governments are betraying them and future generations by not taking action on things like cri- uh, climate change and the climate crisis. Now, this was a study published uh, earlier this week in the Lancet Planetary Health Journal. Uh, we've become very familiar with Lancet for their medical journals. We've talked about it throughout COVID and as the new variants come about. Uh, but this is a group of 16 to 25-year-olds, um, and they literally just think that climate change is going to take us all out. There's no hope. Um, and only 21% of Americans thought the government could be trusted when it comes to plan- our planet. Um, one mean, of the listen- lowest numbers in the entire world doesn't shock me, though. It's not shocking at all. And I feel the same way. And I feel like I don't know how I would have felt before I started this job. Being at this job, we are expected to cover all life events between things that have happened in Afghanistan to things that have happened uh, just in Louisiana with tropical storms in Houston. Wild, wildfires in Australia and here in California and in yeah. Oregon. And I mean, it's just very obvious mm. that our world is really on fire. And I remember when we were little and we were in school, we talked a lot about climate change. And they would say, like, if you if you don't take care of the world, you know, it's you're not going to have well, a world was, to live back in. Then it was, uh, aerosols and chlorofluorocarbons and, and the ozone layer. And the ozone layer did start to repair itself after some, some changes were made. Yeah. Um, but this report also says that climate anxiety is an inescapable stressor for young people around the world. So I was on my elevator the other day and our neighbor, she's probably in her early 20s. These two girls live next to us and they're just adorable. They're sweethearts. Um, and But I don't really know them. They're just like neighbors. And we randomly started talking about climate change. And things for the environment. I was taking recycling downstairs. She's like, ah, but does it really do anything anymore? She goes, I recycle religiously, but I don't know what it really actually does. 
And I said, you know what, you're, you're kind of right, because for so many years, individuals have been taught that climate change is our problem to fix. Like, if you leave your water running while you brush your teeth, you're killing the environment. Like, you're the reason. And I said that to her, and I said, but the truth of the matter is, corporations are the reason. Corporations are killing this planet, yeah. and we're 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 footing the bill essentially. While Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and others are learning to fly to space so they can live somewhere else someday, right, and protect their families, uh, and for ten minute flight to space, they're spending billions of dollars. Um, we're we're asked to figure this out. Uh, ice caps are melting. We're seeing these extreme extreme shifts in weather so consistently now that. There's no escaping it. And and she said to me, and, and this really stood out to me, she said, um, she said, listen, she goes, I don't even know if I want to have kids because of this. A lot and I've I, actually heard that from quite a few people. I, I my partner and I've had that conversation. Yeah. Do we want to raise kids? Do we believe that our planet is going to be livable for the entirety of our children's lives or the entirety of our grandchildren's lives? Do we want to do that to somebody? Because I want to be honest, I stress about this all the time. And when it goes to something like brushing your teeth or, or taking a shower and Roy's told to like limit your water use, the amount of water it takes to raise one cattle for you to have one cheeseburger or one steak, if we're really going to get down to it, yeah. is astronomically higher It's crazy. than the amount of water you could ever use taking 100 showers. And I still love a good steak, but I try to eat red meat very minimally. Yeah. Because of that reason. Listen, I agree with you. I think it's really scary. I have a niece and nephew who I'm watching grow up. And uh, it's just a wild, wild time. I'll still have children, uh, you know, if God willing. But, uh, you know, I'm freaked out. I'm yeah. freaked out. And I, I do understand where the anxiety comes from. So, But you know what? This is also another reminder. You have no idea what is promised tomorrow. No. So do try to live your life fully every single day. Tell your loved ones how you feel about them. And the future is here. I mean, the climate yeah, crisis is not in the future anymore. The We're future in is it. here. Yeah. Wait, didn't Kim Petras write a song? Wow, she's an icon. The future is now. She really gets future it. Future starts now. Future starts now. Was she talking about climate control? Probably not. Was she talking about the ozone layer? Mm-hmm. Was she talking about flying cars? Was she talking about the Jetsons? Sh- sure. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, so excited about our first What's Poppin' of the day. Uh, I, this one's a little bit special to us, Michaela Gordon, because normally we just talk about pop culture uh, as outsiders, right? As we see the world of entertainment, what's going on in the world. For this What's Poppin', we're doing something a little special. We have a guest, so I'm going to let you introduce him uh, in What's Poppin'. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's an exciting time for the gays. Miami Beach Pride has been iconic so far, and it's so nice to have these prides back. But on the phone, we have Willie Gomez. You're performing at Miami Beach Pride. What does it mean to you? Oh, my God. It means everything. Imagine I, I'm from Miami. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. But I'm from Miami, so this is a very special moment for me to be able to perform in my city with my community. So I'm so stoked about it. Well, if there is a place to have a lot of outdoor events for a Pride uh, and to do it for an entire week and a half, it would be Miami. It's beautiful. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about stepping out on that stage? Because for many performers, a lot of the performances have come from you know their living rooms over Instagram the last couple of years. Uh, what is the difference and what is the energy like when you step out on that stage? Yeah, well, I'm definitely getting uh, looking forward to getting back on stage because, you know, this whole pandemic has kept us at home. <laughs> so this is my very first um, big performance with an audience. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to feeling that warmth of the crowd, that Miami heat. Um, and I'm looking forward to celebrating with everyone. I love that. Well, listen, I yeah. I know that a lot of times at Miami Beach Pride, it's a time for you to showcase new music. We've had a lot of time in the pandemic to create new music. Um, are you going to be doing any uh, exclusive songs that will be coming out later on? Actually, I've just released a single. It's called Borracho de Tus Besos. And um, I will be performing at a Miami Beach Pride. And this is the first performance of it. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. Okay, yes. okay. Congratulations, first and foremost. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, do you get nervous when you perform something new for the first time? Like, what sort of butterflies go through your you, go through you as you're getting ready to step out there? I definitely do get the butterflies, even though I've been doing this for many years. But that just means you, you care, you know, and you want it to be the best. Um, but, yeah, butterflies are a good thing, I think. Absolutely. Well, Willie, thank you so yeah. much for making time for us here at The Morning Beat. Have an incredible show. For more information about Miami Beach Pride, go to MiamiBeachPride.com. Lasting through the 19th. It's already been so much fun. That's right. And go support Willie on Saturday. Yes, honey, and support the single. Where can they can they download this your new single? Definitely. They can find it on all the streaming platforms. Just look up Borracho de Tu Pesos, Willie Gomez, and the music video is out on YouTube as well. And thank you so much, guys. Amen, honey. Get it. You know, the Met Gala was just this last weekend, uh, or just a few days ago, actually, and Rihanna sort of stole the show with her look once again. And she's not just popping at the Met Gala. She's actually what's popping. Michaela has that story for you in just a moment. First, I'm going to tell you what else is popping. Talking. <laughs> Imagine that. Has the power to save lives. Join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports, as well as insight from some of, some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. You're going to hear personal stories from Justin Bieber, Willow Smith, Shakira, Lizzo, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, and so many more. It's been a rough year. It's okay to not be okay. Uh, say that to yourself three times. Uh, and then also, 
uh, turn around and join us on Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here and on the Odyssey app. Uh, for more information, visit imlistening.org. Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Okay, honey, I'm so here for this. Rihanna's legendary Savage X X Fenty show is back for the third year, and she has enlisted major LGBTQ stars and drag queens, starting with this bitch is having such a moment. Simone. Mm-hmm. The Simone. Will, the uh-huh. Simone mm-hmm. will be walking along with Got Mick, Troy Savon, um, and Pose alum Jeremy Pope. Also including my favorite singer in the world, Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, I love her. Normani, Jade Nova, so funny. Um, Don't forget Ricky Martin, honey. I still love me some Ricky Martin. I didn't see Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin, yep. Is he really? Absolutely I performing. I didn't see it. Okay, we love this for him. Uh, also, Vanessa Hudgens will be walking. Sabrina Carpenter, I adore. Uh, Lola Leone, who is uh, Madonna's daughter. You know who I'm low? Yeah. Isn't right? that cool? You know who I'm low-key most excited about? Who? Laomi Maldonado. Okay, if you know the I'm ballroom so world. Sla- I'm so sad. You, I'm so happy that you said that. And if you know Legendary on HBO Max, she's an icon. She brings it. She icon. brings it. She's one of the best judges on a reality Gorgeous. competition show I've ever seen because she is not afraid to be like, uh-uh, honey. Nope, 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 nope. You're getting it wrong. Yeah. Listen, what Rihanna has done is iconic. And I'll tell you, it all came off the heels of Victoria's Secrets. Uh, say- <coughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Saying that they would only let models walk who are size zero. Yes. And she went ahead, ran with that, did this. And you go into Victoria's Secrets now. And it just looks like a sad place because what they're trying to do is now be diverse, mm-hmm. but it's too late. It's kind of awkward. So She's I guess, really done this. So I know that you love Rihanna and her female empowerment, so, and you're all for female empowerment. So for any listener out there who might be a female who maybe today just feels, I don't know, like she's got a little little bit of a burrito down there, a little bit of a bubble gut. Maybe she feels a little bit bloated today, but she's still you know, beautiful. What sort of inf- what advice would you give to young girls who might need that from you right now, Michaela? Well, what I would say, AJ Gibson, is that you are beautiful no matter what they say. And words okay, can't Christina. bring me down. Celebrate your body. It's the only one you've got. You're totally right. Rihanna gets it. She leans into it. And look what happened for her. Listen. She went to another stratosphere. I love it. I, I do love it. I think it's really important. I would also like to say, make sure that you're going to the gy- the gynecologist once a year and doing your like female health and all of that because hormones are crazy and you don't know what's going on. And so just girl to girl, take care of yourself. Yeah. And for the men out there, go to the gynecologist. Do not go to the gynecologist. <laughs> but get your full checkups. Get a full prostate exam. Do what you got to yeah. do. Stay healthy. I want to see you walk in one of these runway shows someday. Okay, listen to me. This would be like your. This is my dream. I know, I know. This is my dream. Loki, I'm so sad. I got to figure it out for next year. You will. will. But I, you know, I'm doing a performance with um, uh, one of the legendary cast. Deshaun Wesley, Uh who is the host of Legendary. You're performing with him. You just did. Oh, yeah. Wait, well. I just did it with him. I just did the show with him. Sure did. I forgot I missed it. I'm so sorry. It was last night, wasn't it? Uh huh. You didn't go? Yeah. Or I did. I do, were, do were you dressed as Kim Kardashian? I at might the have been. Gala? Yeah, I should have been. Oh, okay. Well, coming up next, another dear friend of ours, Chris Daughtry, joining us. Daughtry's got a new album, drops today, and we've got the details as we talk to the king himself. Next. 
This is the hour we've all been waiting for this entire week. We've been so excited about this. Our good, good friend, Chris Daughtry, on the morning beat in 15 minutes to talk about his new album out today. His new single, Heavy as the Crown. He is so talented. This is his sixth album, and he actually left uh, his recording, uh, uh, what's it called, his record label uh, for this one, and had had a hand on every single one of these songs. He's a dear friend of yours and mine. We've both, you know, known him for many, many years, and he's joining us here on the Morning Beat to talk about his new music, how COVID changed him, uh, and 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 we want you to support him. We really do. Amen. Um, he is a huge supporter of our community, and we love him dearly. So Chris Daughtry on the Morning Beat uh, here in about 15 minutes. So stick around for that. Currently, Michaela is doing her best to keep you informed in news on the beat. What do you have for us? I do what I can. Okay, well, <laughs> Cuba. Pu- pu- okay, look, do you say Cuba or do you say Cuba? Because I've been saying Cuba my whole life. Cuba. And then you were like, He said Cuba, Cuba earlier one time. Cuba. Okay, well, he's got a little Latin blood, so I was like, maybe he's talking. He does. I had next to his Well, ha- sure, her parents were Cuban, so that's why I And so it. they said Cuba? She did. His, so Cuba's his, the way to Justin say it? Justin Bernal's father is Mexican, so let's not take him as the authority on Cuba. <laughs> Americans say Cuba, and you're an American. Okay. Cuba published a long-awaited draft of a new family code this week that would open the door to gay marriage if approved in a move that LGBT rights activists applauded cautiously as they remained wary of whether it would actually be implemented. The new code defines marriage as the voluntary union of two people without specifying gender as opposed to the current definition as the union of a man and woman. The draft still needs to go to a grassroots debate, however, and will then be amended to take into account citizens' opinions before going to a referendum. Activists here, the commission charged with it, could relent under pushback from religious groups and those who prefer traditional machismo culture. Cuba, which sent gays to correctional labor camps in the early years after its 1959 leftist revolution, made considerable advances in LGBT rights in the 2000s and 2010s, despite the widespread persistence of machismo. Machismo. That is so, it's so toxic. It's so toxic. Also, it reminds me of J-Lo talking to A-Rod. I just I can't stop thinking you about it. I can't unthink that. But also, you grew up Italian-American. I feel like there's some machismo probably oh, in your family. Oh, are you kidding me? That's all they were, and they were all 5'7". I'm like, like where do yeah. you get this audacity? Right. You can't. I also feel like you can't be named Tony or... Frank. Oh, yeah, without Do you know being... that? Me- I have Frank, Tony, Michael, Gianni, Gianni. Anthony as a full name. David. I mean, they're Italian. The producer of our podcast, funny enough, uh, I know I brought this up a lot today, but our, or this week, but our, our producer's name is Frank, and they're non-binary, and incredible, I'm uses the pronouns of they, them, and machismo, but also feminine, but also anything they want to be at any given moment, and it's fabulous. I feel so like that's possible. how I am. Sometimes I'm like this little tough Italian guy. Honey, me too. Like, I, I, I'm butch, generally speaking. People think that I'm whatever. They make a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, honey, that doesn't mean I can't put on some, you know, six-inch stiletto thigh-high boots and, like, live my best life yeah. with my fiancé yeah. on the weekends. Lisa says sometimes I look like a Tonka truck when I get scared. I'm not very tall, but I, like, look like Rocco, and I'm like, I've got it, Lisa. Don't worry about it. You and your dog are low-key twins. Your spirit That's your spirit animal, literally. That is my honey. Yeah, you're very similar. Rocco is my honey. I love you, Rocco. All right, in other news, Wilson Cruz took to Twitter to voice his frustration with the homophobic Star Trek fan that harassed him during a recent appearance. Cruz, who plays the gay doctor Hugh Culver on Star Trek Discovery, shared his experience on Twitter this week. 
He said, I wonder if this was the moment on stage when I heard a fan on Star Trek Day refer to me with a homophobic slur. Slur, I'm sorry. Cruz wrote, captioning an image of himself smiling on stage. Still smiling, though. You'll never kill my joy. The tweet sent Trek fans rushing to defend Cruz and slam event organizers so much to the point where Wilson Cruz spoke out yet again. He said, listen, y'all, I really don't blame the event. I only heard it. Couldn't point them out, so chose to ignore it. I don't blame the event at all. That day wasn't about them, and it wasn't about me. It was about Star Trek, its legacy, its ideals, its visionary creator. Now, it's important to note, Star Trek Discovery has won wide praise for including the first explicit LGBTQ characters in the history of the long-running franchise. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 102 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 86 in Miami, 106 in Phoenix, 72 in Atlanta with some drizzle, 82 in Baltimore, a high of, oh, my phone's stuck, okay. 104 in Cathedral City <laughs> and a high of 106. This is that weird time of the year where it's like 106 some places and like 16 others. Yeah, like I had to put a sweater on yesterday. Well, that's a bit extreme. It was like 85 yesterday. No, why yeah. did you put on a sweater? It was really hot yesterday. My partner literally said, can you come pick me up to take me to the gym? It's a five minute walk and it's too hot outside. So. No, in the morning. Okay, at 5 a.m. maybe. That's freezing. <laughs> okay, give us a vibe. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. Just the words of the great Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Love her. Dolly Parton. All right, coming up, rock icon Chris Daughtry is joining us to debut his new single. And also, we're asking, would you marry yourself based off this new article? I would. You probably have. I I'm married to myself. I'm married. I'm a married lady right now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, it's not too often that we get to talk to somebody that both of us love dearly. Uh, and this artist is one of those people. Uh, he's been in the game for a minute. But this album dropping today, Dearly Beloved, is unlike anything he Ugh. and his band have ever, ever, ever put out. Uh, we're talking about Chris Daughtry and the group Daughtry. Now, this is their sixth album. Uh, but the thing that's unique about this is that uh, he's releasing this on his own. He left his record label. He's got a hand on every bit of this album. Uh, his bandmates have a hand on the cover of the album. It's getting rave reviews. And also, uh, let me just say this. Daughtry is currently the third highest streaming rock band in the United States in 2021. They're having a huge year. Uh, they've already had two top 10 rock singles from this album. It's not even out yet. We're talking World on Fire and Heavy is the Crown, which we're going to play for you in just a little bit. But first, let's introduce our buddy, friend of the show, Chris Daughtry. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing very, very well. Thank you guys so much for having me. Listen, I want to give you some tea for our (laughs) listeners. Chris Daughtry is an icon, and so is the entire band Daughtry, because I hosted this little rink, American Idol After Show, that I did by myself, and I was like, Chris, I need you for the finale. Can you, like, be my big guy and, like, let me just do my thing? And he was like, totally. And he, like, literally let me go to a show, film, have whatever I wanted. You guys are so... Not only are you beyond talented, but you're such a good guy and so good to your fellow musicians. And I just want people to oh, know that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You guys are you guys are making me feel all kinds of warm. Well, I, well, I'm curious to know. So to finally have this level of control over your music, right? After all these years, yeah. Um, I want to know what was most exciting about this process. Uh, which has led to all sorts of rave reviews. Everybody's talking about this. You performed on the talk this week. You've had a huge week, right? Um, but also taking that leap, like what was the scariest part of this process for you as well? Well, you know, I think um, after years and years of being on a major record label and you're surrounded by uh, people that, you know, quote unquote, have your best interests, you know, um, but, but there, there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of, uh, Oh, you should be doing this. Uh, oh, you should be, you know, look at what they're doing. Uh, you should be, um, catering to this format or, or we need this type of song. And, you know, when, when RCA and I mutually parted ways and I completed my contract, um, I got away from all of that and listen and got to hear my own voice for the first time in a long time. And, uh, stepping away from everybody, even peers, and 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 not really seeking outwardly, you know, opinions or advice, and just really kind of listening to myself and going, what, you know, what gets me excited, uh, uh, you know, what made me want to do this in the first place, and you know, I kind of went back and started listening to, you know, records that that got me excited as a teenager, you know. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, Live and Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and, you know, these records that made me want to do this. Listen, I've been blasting against the machine <laughs> for it. three weeks. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, I think I think that kind of informed the process and just me going into this record fully, um, not really seeking to, to sound like this or to... to cater to this format just to go in there uh, fully vulnerable and, and let the music come out. You know, I want to ask you because uh, Olivia Rodrigo, they're they're saying she's rock and roll when really she's like Paramount, but it feels like Paramore. there's a moment. Paramore, yeah. Not Paramount, <laughs> Paramore. My bad, my bad. Uh, I was such a rock girl, though. I listened to My Chemical Romance growing up. Like, I loved it. I missed it. And there was a time where I feel like rock and roll really just got lost. And I feel like it's coming back again in a major way, which is the perfect timing for you to come out with new music. We've been waiting for new music Uh, And I want to listen to one of the songs off the track right now. Let's play it and talk about it. Never needed any reason to find deliverance. Like a cancer running through my veins. Oh, it's never gonna give in. Lamb to the slaughter Toy soldiers line up on the altar I was never meant to drink that water Now remember me When I'm underground Heavy is the crowd 
good. Chris, listen to me. <laughs> That's heavy as the crown from the new, from your new album. I need to tell you something though. Like I'm your friend and I love you, but that song is a monster song. Your vocals. Oh, thank you so much. And thank I think you, this you. shows the difference between being limited with a record label, which is something that all musicians always wanted, to being independent on your own. Talk to us about Heavy is the Crown. Oh, my God, it's so good, dude. You know, um, that was actually a song um, that my keyboard player, Elvio, had started writing and sent over while we were uh, making the record. You know, we, it, this record ended up, you know, becoming a, a, you know, a pandemic record. It didn't really start that way, but, you know, everything kind of got shut down in the middle of making it. And so we ended up having to record our parts, you know, respectively, separately. You know, everybody did their stuff at home. And he had sent this idea in. He's like, hey, man, I got, got this interesting, you know, concept. What do you think? And he sent it over and we were just like, yes, we need to work on this song. And it became something way bigger than we ever anticipated. Um, but it just, to me, it, you know, if World on Fire was kind of like this hard look of what is going on around us, you know, this felt like kind of like, you know, if, if this is what's going on in the world, this is our responsibility to do something about it. And I think we all face these you know, pressures of life, life is just really effing hard in general. And, um, and we all wake up feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders for our own personal journeys. And I, I feel like it's something that we all can relate to in, in many different ways. That's so um, real. If you're just yeah. now joining us, we're talking to Chris Daughtry of Daughtry. Their new album, Dearly Beloved, drops today. Make sure you go out and get yourself a copy. Chris, I'm gonna be honest with you. So this pandemic, we've talked to so many people coming out of this pandemic, or at least uh, adjusting to the reality of what wherever we are mm-hmm. in the pandemic, right? And yeah. it, it's really opened people up to doing things a different way. Mm-hmm. And had this not happened, you know, heavy as the crown might not have happened. I, it feels to me, and listen, you're my friend and I'm always rooting for you. And I've seen you perform live many times. You're incredible. This just feels different to me. This album so far, what I've heard so far, feels so different to me. What do you think uh, the next year or two is going to look like from you? And how is it going to look different from maybe what you were doing before the pandemic? Um, You know, I really, uh, first of all, thank you. Um, And it is, I feel like this is uh, a very, very real record for us. Um, And it just feels right. And it, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I certainly am really hoping that, that touring and everything stays on track. You know, I, I've, we've got this big tour lined up in the fall and I'm trying to remain kind of level about it and not try to get my hopes up too much because we had all these things lined up last year that kind of got yanked out from under us. So um, it, it's definitely taught me to not take any of this for granted. Um, you know, we've we've just started back playing in front of crowds for the first time in almost two years. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's a great feeling to to get back out there. And, and it makes us even more appreciative that, that we are able to do this, you know, um, at any capacity. So we're, we're just really hoping that things keep moving forward and progressive and press, progressing in, in the right direction. And everybody stays safe and everybody stays healthy and makes good decisions and 
and uh, we can all get out of this together and, and smile about it. And uh, but yeah, it's been it's definitely been um, uh, I think a teacher in many ways. Um, for me, I think it just kind of forced a lot of introspection, you know, and to face a lot of things that I, you know, needed to deal with personally. And a lot of that stuff made it into the music. Well, so Chris, good. I want to recommend that everybody uh, get Dearly Beloved released today. Heavy is the Crown is an incredible single. Also, I'd like to say that your full tour for this fall uh, has support from Seven Dust. It will begin in Cincinnati, Ohio on November 2nd. And Come I would on, like Ohio. to say something. AJ's going to kill me for this, but he Uh-oh. might not. I would like to go to Ohio. Oh, my God, I would die. November 2nd to your hometown. It's a Tuesday night. I've already looked it up. Our guy. I've got family in Cincinnati. Blow it up. <laughs> Heavy is the crown. We will be there. I'm committing to it right now on air for us. Can't wait to see you turn it yes, out, honey. Do. Thank you so much. We love you. Congratulations. Take care, buddy. You guys are always welcome to any and every no, show. No, I'm not listen, being nice. I'm you saying know, we're listen, really I'm going to say this real quick. You know how we do. Chris and I like a little bit of whiskey. There might be a little bit of whiskey involved. You might have to wait till after the show, but there will be whiskey involved. Well, I will watch you drink it because uh, you're not I, drinking. I am. I just, yeah, that was that was one of the things that listen, I gave up during the pandemic. Listen, yeah. if giving up drinking puts out music like this, never take another <laughs> drink in your entire life, Chris. I, I fully support that. I'll just drink with the drummer. Thank you so much. <laughs> take care. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Michaela, self love is so important. Uh, which is why this 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 story here, I feel, is necessary for us to share. Yes. We're talking about a lingerie model who uh, loves herself so much. Her name is Chris Galera, a voluptuous woman. She's an influencer from Brazil. Amen. And she recently uh, expressed self-love in a way that is, 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 is special. By marrying herself outside of a Catholic church in Sao Paulo. In the name of self-love. Hey, come on! Not inside the church. That probably wasn't allowed. They probably like, you cannot do that here. But she married herself. Um, and she said she was determined. She wasn't ashamed. I did my own makeup and my hair. Everyone was watching because I didn't have a fiancé. And here I am. She took wedding photos. She has a bouquet. All of it. You know what it reminds me of? What? Was it an episode of Sex in the City where Carrie Bradshaw was tired of everybody else, you know, her having to go to everybody else's bridal parties and wedding showers and things like that and bringing gifts. And she said, I'm going to get married to myself. And everybody had to show up and she requested Manolo Blahniks or something. Oh my God, I love that. No, I don't remember that episode. And I I believe, I'm so sure I'm getting this right. And she's like, listen, I want to get married to myself and you're all going to celebrate me. I think it's incredible. Listen, I will talk about this till I'm blue in the face because I started therapy a few months ago and I really feel like it's just changed me so much. And I realized that in doing like my self work and like bettering myself, just everything around me has genuinely gotten better. My relationships, my relationship with Lisa and, you know, setting boundaries and creating a safe space for yourself. I think that oftentimes we look at partners to do those things for us or friends or family members. And when you like shine the light on yourself and you're like, listen, queen, you got to be your like it girl or or guy, whoever, you know, whatever self-talk you have with yourself, it it's great. And I think it's beautiful because especially as women, we're always asked once we turn 30, 
Well, are you going to get married? Well, are you going to have kids? Well, you're kind of getting old now. And it's like, maybe not. Maybe I'm good on my own. I mean, I'm not. I'm with Lisa and I do want to have kids. But, you know, the expectation of women in particular, because we have to, like, have children, uh, getting married and, and having a child at 25 is, like, late for some people still. Well, she went on to say, though, that I will never divorce myself. But also, if a new love does appear, I will want to live the experience. I'll put the person in second place. First, it will always be me. Is that a way to go into a relationship, putting putting yourself first and your partner second always? I don't think she means it like that. I would hope not because when I go into a relationship with Lisa, listen, it's the same when you're on a flight. You have to put the mask on yourself before you can give it to your child. Okay. And I think that you have to make sure that you're good and then give what you can to your partner. Does it mean like... Not sharing things with your partner or being very selfish and egotistical. No, not at all. But listen, like if I'm not good, me and Lisa aren't going to be good. And in turn, it's going to make Lisa feel bad. And then she's not good. And it's like a ripple effect. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm having a hard time buying this story. I feel like, listen, you can do whatever you want with your own life. It feels like a social media grab to me. She posts, like she's basically naked in every single photo and, and arching her back and getting those likes and those comments. And I'm all for it. Go for it. Um, I guess the sentiment makes sense to me as somebody who is actually planning to get married after a nine year relationship that I've had to work really, 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 really hard on. Um, it's a little weird to me, but also like I wasn't allowed to get married six years ago. You know what I mean? So like, I guess I can't judge anybody who wants to get married and spend time with themselves and like love themselves. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I love it. Well, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't, well, get I don't it, think I it's that literal either. Like I think she's just well, she making a, a wedding point. Dress. Yeah, so what? I listen, I love it. I, I think it's great. And honestly, I would recommend women and men to do this as well. I, I think it's really good. Okay, do we have the audio? sex in the city? We have the audio. Hi, it's Carrie Bradshaw. I wanted to let you know that I'm getting married to myself. Oh, and I'm registered at Manolo Blahnik. So thanks. I Bye. knew it. I love that. Iconic. Okay, that I can get on board with. Yeah, I can get on board with all of this. I love it. You know what? She's really sexy. She's taken back her power. She's probably been overly sexualized. Like, I get it. I think it's cute. I think it'd be a cute thing to do uh, just to, like, remind yourself who you are. I'm here for it. All right, coming up. Ted Lasso. There is a character making friends money. We're talking big money. Monopoly money, if you will. Monopoly money to me. We'll tell you who next. There's a show getting lots and lots of Emmys buzz. The Emmys are this weekend, of course. I'll be covering it for Hulu while Michaela is busy performing her face off in New York City. It's a very, very busy weekend for us. Uh, but it's uh, it's a really good time to be alive for one major celebrity uh, getting a big, big, big payday. Uh, Michaela has the details of that and what's popping in just a moment. But quickly, I want to tell you about something we're doing really cool next week. Talk has the power to save lives. We want you to join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to learn how to talk about mental health and to destigmatize it. Uh, you're going to hear stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, and more. Listen. 
This year has brought a lot of challenges. The last couple of years have. Uh, it's okay to not be okay. So join us Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. So for more information, uh, head over to imlistening.org. Uh, now, somebody's getting paid right now, Michaela. It's not us. Who is it? Lord. All right. Well, Jason Sudeikis may have lost Olivia Wilde to Harry. What's his last name? Styles. Styles. Yeah, you know they're dating? You know they've been together? They're still like hot and heavy? It's hot. So hot. But he's winning everywhere else. He has reportedly scored a million dollar per episode deal with Apple to renew the feel-good hit Ted Lasso for the third season. That's up from between $250,000 and $300,000 per episode during the first two seasons of the Apple TV Plus show. Uh, But they say that's also because uh, he has many different roles. He's head writer, producer, and that also includes creator fees. Girl, I don't care what it is. A million dollars an episode? Amen. And the residuals on that? Like, How it's many good. episodes a season do they do there? Probably 10? Yeah. I would guess 10 on Ted Woo! Lasso. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But think about that. The, the Friends cast back in the 90s or early 2000s were getting that for 24 episodes a season. Oh, yeah. All I mean, friends will always be rich. What? I watched the reunion last weekend while my partner was in the hospital, and I actually really enjoyed it. I took a trip down memory lane, and there were so many like iconic moments from that show that I totally forgot about. I know that it hasn't really aged very well. A lot of white people living together, but also sometimes white people live together. So I, I really still enjoy <laughs> you know, the show. Also white. You know, yeah. sometimes there are six people who are friends who all happen to be the same color. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, listen, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, it's, it must be so empowering to create write and act in a show uh, and then be paid the big bucks for it and uh, that's awesome that's also he's great. such a likable guy and it's a really like uplifting I know, show I know so I'd love to see them succeed I know I do too I think it's really really great well congratulations now coming up a woman went to TikTok as she was offered $300 but find out how the guy gave it to her to ensure he'd see her again it's kind of weird and we'll talk about it next Welcome back to The Morning Beat in this final hour. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we're having a conversation about uh, a misogynistic man who thought he had a chance with a beautiful young woman. Uh, he tried to pay her, to buy her love, to buy her time, um, but he tore the money in half. Loser. And she didn't get a penny of it. But neither did he. Neither did he. The story's fascinating, and we're sharing her story uh, coming up in about 15 minutes uh, right now, it's time for news on the beat. What do you got? All right, Cuba published a long-awaited draft of a new family code on Wednesday that would open the door to a gay marriage if approved and move that LGBT rights activists applauded cautiously as they remained weary of whether it would actually be implemented. The new code defines marriage as the voluntary union of two people without specifying gender as opposed to the current definition as the union of a man and woman. The draft still needs to go to a grassroots debate, however, and then will be amended to take into account citizens' opinions before going to a referendum Activists fear the commission charged with it could relent under pushback from religious groups and those who prefer traditional machismo culture. Cuba, which sent gays to correctional labor camps in the early years after its 1959 leftist revolution, made considerable advances in LGBT rights in the 2000s and 2010s, despite the widespread persistence of machismo. Okay, in other news, a former showrunner for the Marvel live action series New Warriors has made public statements accusing Marvel Studios of canceling the show before it premiered for just being too gay. It was reported that Kevin Beagle, known for creating the campy cult series Cougar Town, took to Twitter uh, to air his 
anger before promptly deleting the tweets. The website, however, managed to capture some of the tweets, which offer an inside look at the tensions behind the scenes. Uh, to recap, Marvel originally greenlit the live-action series New Warriors to debut on the ABC cable network Freeform back in 2018. Actress Melania Vanitra but would have portrayed the cult hero Squirrel Girl in this series, which would have had a campy comedic tone. How do you say it? Melania Vanitra. How would I ever know that? Well, She's the at t girl. Of course you would say, oh, I love her. Yeah. yeah. She's good. Just yeah. say at t girl. Now totally doy. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I got her name wrong. Sometimes of course you called her Melania. Of course I did. Uh, it was ordered a 10-episode season only to pull the show the following year. Ultimately, Marvel canceled the show without airing the pilot anywhere. Uh, so Kevin Beagle took to Twitter. He said a singular power that be killed that show because it was too gay. A rich, straight Brentwood turd. He got fired for being vile at his company. We, on the other hand, live. He was really upset about that. And he let everybody know. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather, shall we? It's going to be 102 in Palm Springs, a high of 82 in Houston, 86 in Miami, 106 in Phoenix, 72 in Atlanta, 79 in Chicago, 84 in Sacramento, 104 in La Quinta, and 102 in Cathedral City. Now, please give us a vibe of the day. Now, Michaela, I know you have to run out of here soon and hop on a plane to New York City because ah. you're opening for Diplo. And who else? Kygo. No big deal. Tomorrow. And I know that you've got a lot going on. You're exhausted from a major performance just last night. You're killing it right now. Thanks, so honey. this vibe sending you off to New York City to the Big Apple uh, comes from a lady who has a couple of Big Apples of her own. Hey! Talking about Dolly Parton. <laughs> Ready for it? Yes. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. That literally feels like a Spacey Casey song, too. Casey Musgraves. I feel like her and Willie Nelson also tag team that at some point. Also, do you think at some point she's made an appearance in New York City and somebody has made the Big Apples joke? A I'm thousand sure, right? percent. Yeah, my bad. She probably made it herself. That's, she makes fun accurate. of herself so much. You know, for my 30th, 4th birthday, it's themed Dolly Parton. Everyone has to come as our favorite Dolly Parton For your character. 30th, 4th birthday? They're my 30th, 4th. Can you also please call it your 30th, 4th? Kind of makes sense, actually, doesn't it? That adds up. No, if it was her 30th, 4th birthday, she'd be 120 years old. No. It, it would be her 4th. No, fourth. if you celebrate your 4th birthday, and then you celebrate 30 times, she'd be 33 or 34 or 35. I can't do the math. Think How about do you it. make be 34, but... No, think about it. But if you're... you're no, if I celebrate my 4th birthday right now, I'm 4. Okay. And then every year after that, I celebrate it again, my 5th, 4th birthday, my 6th, 4th birthday, and I keep adding... Well, that would be your second, fourth birthday, and then... Then your 30th, fourth birthday. Okay, all right. Let's call it your 30th, fourth birthday. Happy 30th, fourth, Dolly Parton and Michaela Gordon. She has a Capricorn. it's in January. We have time to work out some cases. Yeah, we do. We have time to do the math. I can do the math by then. (laughs) Try it again. Don't, Justin. Just don't. Fine. What the hell is this? $300 in half. $300 $300 in half? What? what does she mean? This is Cassie Holland, whose TikTok video has gone viral. Uh, she works as basically a golf cart girl at a golf course in Las Vegas, Nevada, your hometown. Amen. Lots of people, lots of pretty girls making a lot of money in Las Vegas, uh, working on golf courses, working at pool parties, nightclubs. Um, my little sister worked on a golf course back home when we were younger, and she made some good money there. My cousin worked as a golf course girl in Kentucky, so I can't even imagine if they were making good money, 
what sort of money they're making in Las Vegas. Listen to me. I almost <clears throat> rid my entire career to be a bottle service girl. I got the job when I was 21. And I got there. I was going to make thousands of dollars. And they said, oh, just make sure you have double underwear on because sometimes the guys go up your skirt. So And I walked nope. out, came back to LA and was like, oh, we're doing this. I don't care. But the money's insane. Well, apparently, do we want to let her tell some of the story from the video and then we can kind of describe what exactly is happening? Take it away. Yes. So how did we get here? You're probably thinking someone tried to trick me and short me, but oh no, this man had bigger plans in mind. So this guy was buying a bunch of drinks. He had his friends with him. He was buying their drinks. He was tipping good. He was being really nice. And he told me he was from out of town and asked if I could go to dinner with him. Okay, so he's interested. Okay. Right? Great. Um, She's beautiful. Sure Makes sense. probably happens to these girls all the time. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, I probably asked a go-go dancer or two out in my day after a couple of cocktails. Yeah. Not necessarily proud of it. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Continue. I was like, no, that's okay. I can't tonight. I'm busy. He's like, well, cancel your plans and come with me. Okay. So he's he's confident or cocky. Yes. We're not totally sure just yet. Right. It could go either way. That could be a turn on to some people. If somebody's, you know, tipping me well and taking care of me and they're saying, hey, hey, cancel it. Come with me. Spend the night with me. I'll, I'll show you the time of your life. It worked for Erica Jane until it didn't. I she mean, was a server, it, and she met her husband, and he was 37 years older. She, I'm going to just be honest to me. It feels, and not because I don't date men, because I do date, I did date men. Uh, it just feels so misogynistic. I'm going to be honest with you. Yesterday, I was walking out of my house, and this Porsche passed me. I went to get him to my car. Why are you laughing? I love I love how things trigger memories for you and stories. Well, it's, it's, ador- it's, it's adorable. It's adorable. Well, I was getting into my car, and the Porsche slammed on its brakes backed up like in a movie i got into my car and this guy was like hey hey and i rolled down my window and he's like hey you're really beautiful and i was like i i don't want this i don't want this and he's like i'm your neighbor i I live a couple houses down and i was like hey nice to meet you and he's like maybe i could get your number my name's anthony i'd love to like hang out sometime and i was like i have a girlfriend goes on to say well, maybe me, you, and your girlfriend can hang out sometime. See, that's just so inappropriate. It's, just it's so rude. So, but he was in a Porsche, a new Porsche. He thought he was like a big, cool guy. I'm like, first of all, your car looks like a cockroach. And secondly, so do you. Get out. Is there a but, moment in your life where you would have acted at least like it, you, you were impressed by it when you were younger, maybe? Uh, when I was younger to people, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now I'm just disgusted. But that's back to Cassie Holland. I'm sure that happens a lot yeah. to her, too. It's not flattering. It's yep. really not. Yep. And, and And there's a certain degree of like playfulness that you have to adhere to to be one of these women and be successful in this industry of course but to go like meet somebody after hours it's a little bit weird but uh it gets worse he says well i was really hoping you would go with me i was like well why don't you go with your friends and then he takes these out he says look i'll give you these now and if you meet me in front of this casino at nine i'll give you the other half okay so 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 what he's doing now is he's offering to buy her time yeah, she's not a prostitute. Nothing wrong with sex workers, but she doesn't want to go. So he hands and no her means no. three $100 bills. Not a bad proposition. So clearly he already had this whole idea planned out. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to take it. Don't do that. So this new group pulls up and him and his friends leave. And when I get back in my car, I notice that he put the ripped 300 in my drink holder. So now I have this just completely uses $300. Just $300 down the drain that nobody can use because I'm not going. This is why our country's in debt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I don't know about that last part, but... It might be, honey. I mean, first of all, here's why it's so problematic. She said no. 
Let it go. Said no multiple times. She can't go anywhere. She works there. And then, you know, for him to still insist, there's, I feel like this idealism, is that a word? Idealism. Idealism. Mm -hmm. And it may not even apply here, but that men think that like being very aggressive um, is like so cute. Remember like Pepe Le Pew? Like I feel like men think they're Pepe Le Pew (laughs) and those woman skunk is like, I literally said, no, I'm not trying to be cute. I I really mean no. Well, I also, not not this individual, but overall, I do feel sorry for men, especially, I would say just men, gay men too are are victims of this as well, of being raised to believe that we have to be this hyper-masculine sort of hunter, that we have to go get what's ours. And we have to be dominant and domineering in order for for women or other men to be attracted to us. That's also wrong. So everybody's in the wrong here, except for poor Cassie, who's just three hundred dollars not richer. Uh, because here's a so here's the thing: a little bit of information for you. If you have three quarters of a dollar bill, it's still good. You can take it to or two thirds. Two is two thirds. Two thirds of a dollar bill. You can take it to a bank, and they'll replace it for you. They'll swap it out for you. It's perfectly fine. I used to think it was just over half. That's what I was taught growing up. If you have just over half of a dollar bill, you're okay. Mm. But to be safe, it's two thirds, so there's never any question. And her bills were cut, were ripped right in half. Well, <clears throat> so they're all worthless. But they're worthless to him too. He threw away three hundred bucks for nothing. Yeah. Well, and to your point, listen, I can understand that you feel sorry for men because they've been raised to be hyper, like masculine. But also, that just leaves women even more vulnerable. Like we've got these men that have big egos, want a lot of power. They can dominate oh, a us thousand physically. Percent, a thousand percent. And it leaves us so unsafe. Well, but also, 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 when it comes down to it, like. Men need to raise boys differently, but women also need to raise boys differently. Where I grew up, women raise boys a certain way. And I know that those women have probably been programmed by the men that raised them or the women who raised them, but it's the 6666 cycle where women are supposed to be, you know, passive and men are supposed to be dominant. And it's just gross. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Well, listen, I'm not passive. You can dominate Cassie's me. Cassie's not passive. No, Cassie she's not. Cassie did what she needed to do for women around. And we applaud you, Cassie, here at We Are Channel Kids. She's probably nine to five. We should have thought about that. Yeah, we should. That would have been good. Or women, like- are, women are doing it for themselves. Yeah. That would have been a good one, too. Okay, but that's for, you know, next time, I guess. Next time, yeah. Retrospect. Tell me something good. It's time to send our listeners off into the weekend with some happy, positive stories. How about that? Absolutely. I love this part of our shoe, honey. This one's sad, but it's got a really great ending. Um, so Chad Keller always dreamed of going to space. Unfortunately, Chad lost his life on 9-11 when his plane crashed into the Pentagon. So Chris Cassidy, who is a current NASA astronaut, took mementos of Keller's life with him on his final space flight to fulfill Keller's dreams. From six years old. That's incredible. I know. Chad Keller was six years old, already knew he wanted to be an astronaut, um, but it didn't work out that way for him, obviously. But he did. He was working with Boeing as a propulsion specialist, uh, launching communication satellites for the U.S. Department of Defense uh, at the time of his death in 2001 on 9-11. He was 29 years old, had just finished a series of launch briefings at the Pentagon, and was headed home to California, where his wife and parents lived. He boarded that fateful American Airlines Flight 77 early that morning that looped back around and crashed into the Pentagon. Amen. Where he'd just literally been. How tragic is that? Um, But this young astronaut, this other astronaut, uh, took his mementos uh, from his life as well as his ashes uh, into outer space. 
How cool is that? It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. That's such a beautiful idea. That's so incredible. I love it. What a way to honor him. Absolutely. All right. Well, this scholarship is honoring people living with HIV. It's turning dreams into reality. And it's so, so important. Um, Daniel Simzik remembers being a college student living with HIV. He said, I was getting my bachelor's degree when I seroconverted, and I really saw that there was little to no financial support, especially at the time when I was living in the South. Realizing the lack of financial support for students like him led uh, Daniel to create the HIV League, a nonprofit organization that provides scholarships to students living with HIV and... uh, It's six years old now, and it's the only national scholarship for students living with HIV. But thanks to this, 39 scholars have shown how promising they are as students living with HIV through their educational accomplishments, leadership, and service. And uh, that's so incredible. It can be worth up to $7,000 over the course of two years. The organization also offers a $3,500 scholarship for one year of study to a full-time student at a $1,500 scholarship for a part-time student. You know, listen, it may be the only one right now, but I hope that this is a rippling effect and more people come together to give uh, to give more scholarships out. That's amazing. Amen. Amen. Well, listen. listen college is expensive. I'm still paying for mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everybody should be able to get educated. Um, well, listen, that's the end of our uh, show today. Tell Me Something Good was brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, make it sweet. Make your weekend sweet. Head on over to McDonald's to get a pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte for just $2. You could swing by the uh, McDonald's in Times Square because you're hopping on a plane to New York, honey, to perform this weekend. Honey, let me tell you something about that McDonald's in Times Square. That's where I met Todrick Hall for the mm. first time at 16 years old. No. Yep. And that McDonald's has been good to me. So I will stop by to our New York listeners. I'm coming to New York, baby. Uh, to you, kill it, hosting. I've got for the Hulu. Emmys this weekend the with Emmys Hulu. This yeah, weekend. can't wait. I will have so much to talk about, of course, on Monday as we recap our big weekends. So thank you, as always, for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 